Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. We got the help we needed this week, but we didn't help ourselves. Welcome into the Deerfield Gridiron LOTL Browns postgame show. I'm Dan here with Ryan and Steven, and uh, we are lamenting a horrific loss. I'm trying to think of the – I don't know if there are really words to describe what, what happened, but I, I, I was talking about it with you, Steve. Um, this feels 2007-esque. You know, second to last week of the season, needing a win to clinch the playoffs. Against a crappy team. I mean, we didn't know that at the start of the day, but, you know, Pittsburgh made a major comeback against Indianapolis to give us the help we needed. Didn't get it done on our own end. Um, I still think the 07 loss was worse than the fact that we had, what, six or seven guys out because of coronavirus, and we literally just learned about 24 hours ago. we'll get to that. We'll get to that and and, uh, how I unfortunately called this chain of events oh you night. did and you were basically shouting from the rooftops for anybody to hear that this game was not going to go well it was going to be a mess and you know full credit i mean i didn't believe it i don't want to take this credit this this hurts this is bad this is bad we I, should we should be on this podcast right now celebrating a uh playoff clinching birth win and uh, now we're going to talk about the fact that we need to beat our arch, arch rival who um, we historically, since we've been back in 99, uh, cannot beat, especially when number seven is, is involved in playing. So, oh, here's the thing. Oh, hi, Ryan. How are you? Hi, I'm here. Hello. I'm not well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're hanging by a thread. I got a good beer in front of me, so that's, you know, life could be worse. Me yeah, too. Loose cannon IPA. I, I just uh, a client of mine gave me this. We're gonna try and make sure you're not a loose cannon tonight, I, today. That's the thing. Give me two more of these in about thirty minutes, and maybe I'll be uh, popping off. But yeah. so what I was thinking is this: like at the end of the day, the Jets team that they're not a good team. They were Bad. they were winless for a long period of time. But here's the thing: by the time, and I know we've talked about this before, by the time guys get to this level. Even the even those that look like scrubs, they're still great athletes. Mm-hmm. And organizations may tank, but players really don't seem to. Because at the and end coaches. of the day, all of these guys are fighting. They don't give a crap about this year. Most of these guys won't be back with the Jets next year. Coaches, right. players alike. But they're, they're fighting, fighting for, jobs. for jobs. Right. You know, it's at the end of the day, these guys are playing like hell, not because they care about the Jets draft pick, not because they care about salvaging a season. They're fighting like hell for their livelihoods. And so whether it be a team like last week, the Rams maybe came in and just frankly didn't respect them and were underprepared, or in this case where we were prepared and then we weren't by, ber- by virtue of losing, you know, eight starters uh, across both sides of the ball and had to tear up our game plan. You know, regardless, that team is full of a bunch of guys who are fighting like hell, and it worked out for them, and it- it's a shame. But I, I understand it, and I'm not surprised. 
I was talking about this with my brothers too. Uh, my brothers were over watching the game with me, and uh, if you're if you're Adam Gase, he's not stupid. He knows he's getting fired at the end of the year. Hundred percent. What 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 benefit to him does it do to essentially lose all of their games and hand the next coach of the Jets, Trevor Lawrence? For the Jets to go like nine and seven next year, and the entire media go, "Oh, see, it's Adam Gase's fault." Once they got Adam Gase out of there, they started winning. Absolutely. So, well, well he he's fighting to be a coordinator next year because sure. he's he's sure as hell not going to be a head coach next year. He's fighting like crazy to be a quarterbacks coach or an offensive coordinator somewhere if he's lucky. Yeah, and that's another rabbit hole we don't have to go down because, frankly, I don't think he'll even deserve that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it sucks. We we had uh, we had it fall the way we needed to uh, in terms of at least clinching and this was a fun debate you know pregame was do you want the Colts to win so that we can fight for the title next week or do you want the Steelers to win to guarantee us a spot and both of those questions fail to address the fact that we needed to take care of business and and right. without a win over the Jets it's a moot point so I was team uh team all or nothing against the Steelers in week 17 until all the COVID crap happened last night. Right. I completely flipped on that because yeah. I saw the game today. I, I'll be honest with you, and maybe we'll get into it, maybe not. Steve, I, and our friend Matt Steigerwald have a text chain. And as soon as that happened, and Steve can back me up on this, I said, I, I think we're staring it out right, right in the face tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised. I and, mean, I, and obviously, uh, and obviously, if if we lost today, it didn't matter what the Steelers did. We weren't going to be able to play for the division. But right. so at that point, I put the division out of our mind. I'm like, okay, that's not happening. I, I didn't think because if we lose, then we need all the help we can get for us to get into the playoffs in Week 17, which we got a decent amount of it because the Steelers beat the Colts. We really could have had a lot of it if uh, oh. if the Raiders didn't throw up all over the field in the last uh, last minute. You know the Raiders have we'll seven more that. seven more years of Gruden, either him coaching or them paying him. They got yeah. seven more years at ten million a year. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, not a bad deal for old Gruden. No. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I um, I, I was actually but, but Steve is actually on the other end of that, so I kind of wanted to get your 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 thought on that. You were team go for the division until we absolutely can't get it anymore. I totally. I mean, winning the AFC North title would have given you home playoff game at least in round one. Maybe beyond, who knows? Uh, it would have given you more favorable matchups, most likely. Uh, right now, what we're looking at now, after losing today, and with Pittsburgh winning, is potentially us having to play Pittsburgh in Week 17 and then have to play them again in the first round of the playoffs, which to me is death. So, yeah, that's the main reason why I was all gung ho for the AFC North title. I was on the flip side the whole time, even before COVID. I was thinking just get in the playoffs. Yeah. We've seen wild card teams make deep runs. It doesn't happen every year. We know that. But my thought was get this monkey off our back, break the curse, blah, 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 whatever. Just get in the playoffs. And so I was hoping for things to play out the way it did uh, it, until we didn't beat the Jets. <laughs> oh. um, I just don't even like saying that out loud. My, so, and I, I had an interesting thought. The gosh darn Jets. My, uh, my dad posed an interesting question. I don't know what you guys think about this. And this is definitely like revisionist history. This is uh, definitely a way to manufacture making yourself feel better. But his argument was even if we go 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 but miss the playoffs, 
is it still a victory that this team won ten, won double digit games, even if the playoffs doesn't happen? Because the the argument was, it's a fluke year. Almost any other year, ten or eleven wins gets you into at least a wild card position. Heck, maybe even wins you a division. NFC least. I'm looking at you. Um, so even if the playoff part falls short because of the chaos of the way the AFC played out this year, is it still somewhat of a victory? If you if you were to tell me at the, at the beginning of the season that we would win 10 games and maybe not make the playoffs, I probably would take that. Now, no, mm-hmm. because the playoffs were in our grasp. And, and I'll go back – and I'm going to go back to 2007 again. The last time we legitimately had a chance to, to make the playoffs, we went 10-6 and six and didn't get in. We haven't sniffed the playoffs since. Right. So it's not like it, – and, and, and I'll say this. I think we're in a much better situation organizationally to rebound from – you know, potential disaster and not oh, making the playoffs this two, year and two. coming back. But the fact remains, and if we don't make the playoffs, everybody's going to say, well, they're still the Browns. They're the same old Browns. They had it and they blew it. They This, this and that. Uh, what a Browns way to, to lose. I'm so tired of that crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you, it's, it's different. In a, man, it's so tough because – as a Browns fan, you just look to 2000, 2007, we won 10 games, didn't make the playoffs, and we haven't sniffed the playoffs since. So it's like, you know, like I said, I, I feel like we have better um, stability now to where if it happens, like, okay, next year we're going to come back and we're going to build, we're going to continue to build our defense and, and all that. But you just never know. It's so, so when you have the opportunity to get there, you got to get there. And – Football is a sport to where if you just get in, you can go on a run and win the whole thing. It's not like basketball where you sneak in at the eight seed and you're going to get swept or lose in five games in the in the in the opening round. Like there have been more than one on more than one occasion, and recently has a team in the five or the six seed, and now well this year the seven seed getting in, uh, gone all the way at least gotten to the Super Bowl if not winning it. I know the Steelers did it once. Um, that was like 15 years ago, but Giants. Yeah, we had a run of those. You have um, to, you if you have a chance to get in. You, if the Browns were to lose to the Jets and then to the Steelers and knock it into the playoffs, that would be absolutely soul crushing. I and I, I, spoiler alert. I think that's what we're staring down the barrel of. I don't. Uh, we'll get, I will. I'll. I'll tell you all why later when we get to the the, no. pre, the, the, the preview part. But Steve, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that about ten or fifteen years ago, we did have a run of wild card teams going all the way to the Super Bowl and winning. The Steelers did it in Super Bowl forty. The Giants in Super Bowl forty two, and then I believe either Green Bay or maybe the Giants again a few years later. I, I think Green Bay was a six seed when they won Super Bowl forty five. So it has been a little while since then, but I don't, and I don't know why it this is possible. I don't know why this made me think of the Eagles. If the Eagles get into the playoffs at six nine and one, and the Browns don't get in at ten and six, I'm gonna jump off a bridge. Yeah. I mean, any yeah. team from the the NFC East is not as good as the Browns. I mean, we we've right, we, we already know that. We've yeah. won all, be against all four of those teams. It's not looking good for Washington right now. They're down at halftime. They're down yeah, big. They were yeah. down twenty to nothing. Twenty three right now. Yeah. Oh. And uh, the Eagles were up fourteen to three on Dallas. I don't know if that score has changed. Seventeen three. Seventeen thirteen. Oh, okay. So right. a little bit. Um. Yeah, you know, it's it's. It's never great when you've got a last-minute uh, player that goes down, hurt, tweaks something in practice, you know, misses, uh, maybe has a disciplinary thing and coach benches him. I don't know. There's there's a million reasons why somebody could go down last minute. 
sure, I mean, Denver this year with their quarterback room and the Browns this year with their wide receiver room, I've, I've never seen that before. That's and, and we maybe never see that again. But somehow Baltimore can get, like, two of their games delayed right. so they can get their players to come back. Even beyond that, even if in the, the NFL has some cockamamie explanation for why that that game was postponed several times but others weren't, and I, I still don't frankly understand it. How was how our entire wide receiver core, save for, what, Marvin Hall Jr. and the two practice squad guys, they were all required to sit out because of close contact. But pregame, Des Bryant was hugging guys on the field, and yep. not a single one of those guys was considered close contact and had to sit out. Yep. Explain it. I, I just or, I just uh, want it to make sense. Or I'll, I'll go I'll go even further. There's a player literally playing right now that no. was maskless in a strip club earlier this week. Somehow he's playing in yeah. Dwayne Haskins for the the football team. What? What? Somebody explain that to me. What is going on? I I guess the the rationale on that one is he's had three negative three days of consecutive negative tests, so he's he's fair game. That's so, that's going to be my assumption. But supposedly the rule is five days for oh, any close contact. Yeah. Right. Well, he went out pre, he went out post game, so maybe he that's true. He he had enough. I but, guess. But still, I think, the point still stands. What what bad optics? He was at a strip club horrible. maskless, and he gets to play. Horrible. And the guys who shared either it was either a hot tub or a cold tub in the practice facility uh, with BJ Goodson because BJ Goodson is the one that's actually sick. He's the right. one that there was tested, only one player that he, tested positive. And you said this pre-show. I hope to God none of these other guys pop up with a positive test over the next couple of days. Oh yeah, we won't beat Pittsburgh if 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 we're. Be, I I don't know what the protocol is then. I don't know if the if, say if like 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 uh, Peoples Jones ends up testing positive like tomorrow. Do the receivers then be? Obviously, they become close contacts to People's Jones. Then, so well, they're does probably the, does all the time... isolated now, right? They're all right. probably alone. Well, true. That's true. That's true. Because I know what you're saying with that. It's yeah. like, does does if one of them test positive, does that reset the clock on all of them? Right. And I don't think so. Probably not. But hell, I don't know. Who knows? I but... think the NFL has a pro, a pro Maryland agenda. <laughs> with Baltimore well and the be. football team getting preferential Screw treatment Baltimore, here. Dude. Yeah. I... And not only that, but the thing with Baltimore. That really might have hurt Pittsburgh because when you think about it, they had to play all those games in close proximity. How much of their recent slide before today could be a, a direct Pittsburgh, result of having to Pittsburgh go every five essentially days? essentially has not had a bye week this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate them as much as any other team in the NFL. Please don't misunderstand, but they got absolutely jobbed in that whole 100%. situation. No, they got, that, yeah. They don't, and I frankly, I don't think that I don't think that they lose to Washington if it wasn't for that whole thing. If they were properly – they played three games in 12 yeah. days in football. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Yeah. That's really bad. Right. Um, I don't. I don't. But no. Let's 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 bend <sighs> over backwards for the friggin' Ravens. Yeah. Well, so here's the other thing. So people earlier in the season, when we lost uh, OBJ, people were talking about how losing that dynamic wide receiver changes the offense because now teams don't have to worry as much about the deep threat and they can protect the flat a little bit more. They can stack the box against the run a little bit more. That's just one guy. And granted, OBJ's great. He's a top wide receiver when healthy. Yeah. We played with Marvin Hall Jr., who we grabbed from on waivers from the Lions. And Jamarcus Bradley, who, by the way, kudos to Jamarcus played Bradley. A great game. He, he's, he just won himself a contract. Probably. When, when our wide receivers get healthy, we're going to put from him somewhere. back on the practice yeah. squad, and somebody will sign him off the practice squad. Sure. 100%. Sure. So, 
five See catches, later. 60 yards today. And a couple sure. key ones, too, on a couple scoring drives. So yep. kudos, brother. Um, and um, and the other guy, uh, Willies. Like uh, Willies. Did he even play? I think he maybe had like one catch. He or, was not targeted we, today. No, he was not even targeted. So, I mean, that entire position group decimated. And, oh, by the way, our already weak linebackers just lost two of them, starters. And Taki Taki got hurt mid-game. Um, right, yeah. We're not even going to know his status like for next week. No idea. Um, and the second half of the year, he's been our best linebacker. Yeah. and Especially against the run. And then in un-COVID-related news, rookie uh, right guard Nick Harris, not even rookie right guard, rookie center playing right guard, definitely had oh. a coming back to reality moment. Um, Wyatt got- Teller needs to be back next week. <laughs> yeah, boy, he's got to be healthy. And, that- and, and I, listen, I love Wyatt Teller. Love him. You got to toughen up a little bit, man. He's I, missed way too much time this year. I don't know what the deal is with that injury. Does, it, it's either it's worse. An, it's an ankle injury. I don't know if it's a high high ankle sprain. I don't know. If it's a high ankle sprain, then, then yeah, okay, I'm not going to get – I've had a high ankle sprain. I know how badly that hurts. Yeah. But J.C. Treader played with a high ankle sprain the entire season last year. And I know not one injury equals the other and not one person equals the next, but – Dude, Wyatt, it's mainly because we need you so bad. That's why I'm getting on you. Yeah. We need you, brother. You're the top-rated guard in the NFL by Pro Football Focus. We need you in there. I don't care if you're 85%. Nick Harris couldn't block me today. Yeah, he, he looked rough. And then uh, uh, Jed, missing Jed Wills hurt. I mean, Yeah, that, so, that... supposedly Stefanski said after the game that still has to do with protocol. Oh, that they what? said illness. They said it wasn't. Well, so here, here's the thing. So in the NFL this year, any illness, they're not going to let you play. Even if it's not COVID-related, they're not taking any chances. Got it. So Stefanski after the game said, yeah, we were just following protocols. Basically, if you have a fever but you test negative, they're not going to let you play. Got it. Got it. So I don't know exactly what his illness was. I don't know if he had a cold. I don't know whatever. Well, because that that was going to be my thought. He was, flew to New York. He was there. Yeah. He flew separately because he still wasn't feeling well, but he was testing negative. So I think that's why they didn't let him play. Which screw you, NFL. Yeah, that's Seriously. that's not great. So it's again. I go back to what I was saying earlier. I don't care who your opponent is. They could be the worst team in the NFL. Frankly, the Jets are one of them. Probably bottom two or three. You can't lose six, seven, eight starters, right? And and expect to be even a fraction of the same team. It just it's, and then you get into the guts of the game. There was a couple calls, and again, I I never want to be the fan who's complaining about calls. I don't I, either, I, but I know I, exactly what you're talking about. That was a fumble, a hundred percent. A Here, fumble. Here's the thing. Period. Here's the thing. If they rule that a fumble on the field, it stays a fumble. Yeah, I agree. And those refs are morons. In that situation, you let the play go, and then you go look at you it on replay. Don't blow the whistle because you don't blow the whistle at all. The second you blow the whistle, it's even dead. if it's considered a fumble, even if they overturn whatever happened, the right. advancement doesn't count. Right. So the that Browns would have gotten the ball was where yeah. they picked it up, which is around the twenty, the twenty yard line. But think, think about how that changes the, the the outlook of the game at that point in time. Sure, 100%. It, it's, it's it's huge. And yeah. again, even if we get a field goal there, yeah, right. I mean, let's look at the obvious. We lost the game by seven points. What would that play have been? Seven right, points. Right. It's just yeah. – it sucks because I don't – again, I go back to this. I don't want to be the kind of fan that gets sucked up into, well, the ref screwed us here and there or whatever. Because, again, bad calls happen both directions. I understand that. Yeah. 
But that one just – I don't understand. There was a play. It happened against Washington. It was Dwayne Haskins. He uh, had a, a, situ- a very similar situation where he was throwing the ball. And in that game, it was ruled that even though his arm was moving forward, he had lost control prior to that, and it yep. was called a fumble. And so what I'm saying is, NFL, get your shit together yep. and figure out what the rule actually is. That's yep. all I need. At the end of the day, I, there's a lot of rules that I don't like. But as long as it's consistent. We're going to get into one later. Oh, my God. So like, it's the same thing with strike zones. Every ump has a, a different strike zone. Mm-hmm. And some I like more than others. But as long as that home plate umpire calls the game from start to finish the exact same way, right. you can live with it because it's an even playing field across the board. Yeah. You don't seem to get that in the NFL with the referees, and I just don't yeah. understand it. And it's – you just have to – like, you have to swallow the whistle there. You have to just let the play go. It was a close enough play to where it's like, eh, okay, like in the moment, so then you let the play go. But that's and exactly then you look what, at it on replay. You and that's what replay is for. Right. If it was obvious, like, like, yeah, these guys are moving at 100 miles an hour. Like, we understand. But there's a difference even if you're looking on if, – if you're a ref on the field, what's obvious and what's not. That clearly was not obviously a forward pass. It was a fumble. So don't blow your whistle because the Browns clearly picked it up, scooped it, and returned it for a touchdown. This is a type of play that I thought had been pretty well adjudicated in recent years. If there was even – if it was even close, that you let it would the, you be let the play go. In, incomplete pass or a fumble, they just let the play go. Yeah, and, there and then have been you, could, you have the benefit where, of replay. And the, and the players even know it, too, because when, when somebody from the defense comes and picks up the ball, usually the offense players, you know, even though hardly anyone else is moving on the field, they will go after and tackle the guy. Yeah, this happened This happened to us two years ago, actually, and it was the last game of the year. It was against the Ravens where Lamar Jackson tried to jump over the pile and tried to reach the ball over the goal line, and he brought the ball back before he crossed the goal line, and the Browns knocked it out of his hands, and uh, Peppers picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown, but they blew the whistle dead. So when they went to replay, they ended up saying, yes, it was a fumble, but the Browns could only get it where they picked it up. That was right before halftime in that game. And, yeah, that was 2018. It was the last game of the year. We were close, but we were eliminated from the playoffs at that point. But still, I don't care any opportunity to try to stick at the Ravens. Just, Absolutely, you know, why, why, 100%. Yeah, no. and, that, and that game came down to the to the last seconds. Mm-hmm. I just, oh man, NFL so rules, bad, man, so it, bad. And yeah. then you know, God, I don't want this to come off as hating against the guy because I've questioned his his clock management and his and his time management and his game management situations a couple times in games, but. Why are we throwing the ball fifty three times when all of our receivers are out? Why? I understand the I understand we weren't we weren't running the ball well early, but the Jets were not a team that was gonna like if you're not running the ball, they're not gonna go like throw the ball all over you and uh score forty points on you. Like the Browns they could have continued to chop away at the run through the first three quarters and stayed within that game. I don't understand throwing the ball fifty three times today. Dan, how many times did I text you during the game? Why aren't the Browns running the ball? Yeah, I mean, I that must have. I mean, from the very first quarter, like that, and and you, you know, and others were trying to explain to me, you know, the Jets are putting nine and ten in the box. And well, in the moment, doing all the, this. Yeah, in the moment, you're but, right. But here's the kicker: Why exactly? We'll, we'll why get to the, him later. The, the offensive game plan was just to me, it was ridiculous. You had they were throwing up the middle for the most part. You know, I get that they have tight ends. They weren't really sure about the wide receivers, but. Why we're trying to run the ball? 
if you're trying to our tight ends get be the teams, position group that was out today? Trying to get the defense to overplay. How come you're not running counters? How come you're not running screen plays? How come you're not running reverse or you know perhaps even trying to hit them with a trick play or two? Did we, we didn't even do any of that? Did we even run half. a play action bootleg today? I, it's ridiculous. I, I just know. don't. I didn't understand what they were trying to accomplish in the first thirty minutes. I I didn't. So I think I'm on the opposite of the side of this one. I didn't hate the play calling as much as folks across the board seem to. I. Early on, they knew that they wanted to theoretically would have loved to establish the run early, and so of course sure. they stacked the box. And so it, in those situations, it makes sense. I, I don't have the number. I'm trying to find the number right now. We didn't even I, we didn't even try to establish the run though. We came out no, throwing. Well, that was the and Stefanski has a history of doing that, and I right. don't hate it. I mean, there's I don't been, hate I don't hate it either. There's I, been numerous. I games. hated it in this game. Yeah, I just that Jets D line. The combination in my well, we mind, we had four offensive linemen today the, because the, Nick Harris was. I, I'm not even counting him as an offensive lineman. He was so bad. Well, that's the thing is that the combination of lacking the deep threat, so they didn't have to respect our passing game. On top of the fact that two fifths of our line were backups, sure. and one of them a third stringer. Sure. I I would also come out throwing the ball. I would have liked to have seen more screens or maybe some more draw plays, yeah. some more bootleg. You know, I like, would have liked to see maybe a variation in the pass game. I didn't yeah. hate. The quantity of passes, I just didn't love all the actual frankly, selection of it. Right, and beyond that, to be fair, in in Kevin Stefanski's defense, how many drops did Hooper and Bryant have? <sighs> a lot, I, I, like a lot, a lot, a okay, lot. You've brought me to this point, oh. uh, Ryan. Sandejo has been your player that you've liked to rag on the entire year. Mm-hmm. For most of the season, I haven't had that kind of player to, to equate to him, but now I do. Harrison Bryant needs to freaking man up. Yikes. He has been pathetic for weeks now. Yeah. I'm just I'm sick and tired of him dropping passes, fumbling when he gets the ball. It just Yeah. Oh, I, I, when was it? It was Tennessee or what was the last game we had an onside kick attempt and he couldn't oh, even God. recover the onside kick. We needed the other guy to to pick it up. Like his hands are terrible for a, an NFL caliber skill player. It just it's maddening to me. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, I'll give him a little bit more benefit of the doubt because he's a rookie. Um, I think they've put too much too soon on him, and I I get it because Stefanski loves to run 13 personnel. He loves to have multiple tight end sets and everything. And let's be honest, you can't trust Njoku. So what what were we gonna do? But your point is well taken. I mean, the guy every time he catches the ball, he puts two arms around it like he's like. Are you that not? Are you not confident in the fact that you're not going to fumble the ball? And why are you in the field? Yeah, and in David and Joku's credit today, he he caught four of four. Yeah. Now, granted, they were all shorter underneath. Right. He didn't go for very far. He went for like thirty yards. Right. But um, I mean, my and my goodness, is Austin Hooper the least athletic tight end in the NFL, or what? Jason Witten, but I know well, you're. I mean, I Jason Witten's one hundred. He's four hundred years, years old. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Jason Witten, fifteen years ago, is a little more athletic. That's a good point. I tell you what. I mean, Hooper had. A, I mean, Hooper was our leading receiver for the day, but it wasn't. I mean, how many he targets had, did he have? Fifteen. How many catches? Seven. Oof. And I bet you most of those were drops. Not. Yeah. I mean, there was probably one or two errant passes in there. Yeah. But I, 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 if you told me that there was seven or eight drops between the tight end group alone, yeah. I wouldn't call you a liar. 
Yeah, I mean, Baker yeah. had some errant throws. I know he, he did. He had there was some a couple times in the was... third quarter when they were trying to come back. Oh, but... he whiffed on Jamarcus Bradley hard. Yeah, there was a couple times where I thought Baker tried to play hero ball, where he tried to like, okay, I'm going to throw this 150 miles an hour and I'm going to get it to the guy. And I'm not really going to blame Baker because, I mean, he hasn't practiced with any of those guys. No, there's... how can you have any sort of rhythm with any of those guys? I tweeted about that post game. There's. If if I see any Baker slander today, uh, I, and the one the, the one, only one's the fumbles, that's the, it. the response is going to be the fumbles, and I understand that. Well, and I, part of that was one of one of them for sure. I'm gonna, well, two of them I'm going to put on. Obviously, the last you can't fumble the ball if you're if you're on a QB sneak. You just can't. That's yeah. And he's done that multiple times now. He yeah. did that against Tennessee. That's probably the only argument that I could I could respectfully yeah, right. see today. But I mean if you're if you're going to if you're going to tell and obviously they didn't know how many times they're going to throw it before the game. That's a that's an in-game feel, but Baker's going to throw the ball 55 times to uh, a receiving core that he's literally never played with. Like and yeah, he played with Derek Willies. Derek Willies didn't get a target today. I, I didn't even see him on the field. Yeah. So it's like how can you put any of that on Baker? The Browns coaching staff didn't put Mayfield in a position to succeed today by no. a making him throw as many times as he did, but then you also have to consider the fact that on the the fumble plays and on a lot of other plays as well, he was standing back there a lot longer than you normally see. You know, a lot of times the ball is coming out quickly. The ball in a lot of cases was not coming yeah, out well, quickly I mean, today. Well, that's because his receivers, receivers didn't know where to not, run. They didn't, right, they didn't know the run. And, 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 that's and the also, you having the receivers there or not? Yeah, and also th- there's a reason why those guys like like Marvin Hall has been on the roster, but this is the first game where he's been active. So we literally didn't play a wide receiver that's played an active snap for us this year. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, I think I. I don't know if I agree necessarily with I we were I mean it came down to the wire. We were in a position to at least tie that game and force overtime. Yeah. There were too many things that were non-coaching related that went wrong. I mean the the extension of the Jets drive by running into the kicker. I mean that's not a coaching that's not a, that's just that's Moffitt. I don't even know who that is. That's He's just, another guy they brought up off the practice squad. It's just squad. some guy who tra- he, he replaced uh one of the linebackers and went down. He that came makes, up. Makes perfect sense because so running into the kicker that keeps that drive going, you know, there were too many things like that. I mean, we we definitely could have maybe called plays differently. You can do that with any game, of course. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll, I'll let smarter people than I dissect sure. those X's and O's. But at the end of the day – Obviously, Stefanski is smarter than all of us combined, well, especially when it comes yeah, to football. for sure. So it, it's a little uh, – and, and it's a little hindsight to be like, hey, you know, it's it, – and I'm not saying it's Stefanski's fault we lost because they were the Browns were put in an almost impossible position. The fact that – I told Steve this before you got here. If, if we had had the COVID situation happen on Tuesday – I think we win this game. Yeah, the fact yeah, it happened last night, and I think the team got screwed. Football teams and football players are habits or are creatures of habit and the process. As soon, even even before the guys were messed up with, uh, uh, were announced that they were being held out because of COVID. The fact that they had to delay their flight for six hours to New York screws everything up. I've 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 worked for a Division One football program that has to do the same thing when they travel. Everything is scheduled. Everything is these players schedule everything to do on the same on, on road games every single time they go on the road. So when you screw that up even by a couple hours, they get screwed up. I'm I'm shocked that the NFL that wasn't like, okay, let's move this game back to four o'clock and give the Browns a little extra time to kind of get their bearings and everything. At the very least. Uh, I and mean, that's a small the thing NFL too, because it's not know. like I mean, there's no no fan attendance at MetLife Stadium. I, I will so I, I, listen. I will say I don't know if that has any effect on the outcome of the game, but 
it's better optics. It, right. It helped. It at least like hey, it, it at least t- it at least shows the NFL is like hey, we 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 threw you a bone. That's kind of like the. That's kind of like when you see like a kid walking across campus with his notebook out, studying as he's walking to a final. Like mm-hmm. if you don't know it by that point, you're probably screwed. True. You know what I mean? Like. But this is. But this isn't our fault of being not of not being prepared. This is. Right. This is. This I mean, you is, can't. You can't. You can't. This is. The, this. this is COVID. This is. Right. I mean. And even with the even with the Broncos situation, that happened a few days before the game. Like. Yeah. Like okay, there's. Theirs was the quarterbacks. So that, like, like as soon as that, it didn't matter when that happened in the week, they weren't winning that game. But that happened earlier in the week. This happened the night before the game. Like within 24 hours of the game happening, and the NFL was like, no, nope, you still got to play at 1 o'clock. Doesn't matter. What? Ridiculous. Yeah. And the end result was, well, Predict- exactly it, what you predictable. feared, Dan. And, you know, 56 days ago was the last time we did a podcast after a Browns loss. Think about that for a second. It's been eight weeks since we last did a podcast with a Browns loss. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. But hey, let's, we, hope, let's that, hope it's another eight that weeks. That day mm-hmm. we debated ad nauseum <laughs> because, why. Because, because we're building we're building Stefanski and Baker a statue if, if we don't do another loss after eight, another eight weeks. Yeah, you're not kidding. That day we debated ad nauseum why we lost the game and everything. This time, I, I'm just going to sum this up here. Offense. Turned the ball over on their own side of the field twice. Led the scores for the Jets. Yep. Bad. That defense. First, that first one was that first one really sucked. Defense didn't do a good job against the Jets rushing game. Gave up a few big plays in the passing game. Not good. Special teams. You know, th- uh, fifteen yard foul for roughing the kicker. Yeah, we done missed with the another bo- the posse. missed another yeah. extra point. Yeah. No, no, I wanted to get to that. I wanted to get. I to mean, that. we were not good enough in any of the three phases of the game. Ultimately, right. to 100%. win this game. Only That's, caveat to that. Okay. A couple blocked extra points and field goals. Yeah, Defe- we had a blocked extra point and a blocked field yeah. goal. Yeah. And those, theoretically, that kept us in the game. That sure. blocked extra point, 100%. critical. That blocked field goal led to a Browns touchdown. Yeah. Our first touchdown, that was a 10-point swing. Yeah. That was that was the beginning of the comeback. Right. Massive swing, tons of momentum, all good things. Cody Parkey, I have been defending this man all year long. It's over. I know he's not great. I know he What's had a Ferris Bueller quote. He had the double doink Chicago nonsense. He was with us in 2016. <laughs> I thought it was very fitting that he missed that extra point to bring the score to 20 to 16 when he was last with us in 2016. If I'm not mistaken, sure, um, something like that. I've been defending this guy all year long. He doesn't have the distance. He's a nice guy who should definitely not come yeah. back. Here's here, here's all you need to know. We had to bring in our punter to attempt a field goal uh, kick. Now, granted, that was a 61 yard attempt. I understand. But, <laughs> that and was a lot. That's that's another guy we need to talk about because <sighs> I know I'm defending him a lot. I'm not. He's not. He's not as high on my. Shit I'm not going to get on him because he's not a field goal kicker. But he barely got that to the end zone. Yeah, yeah. that was like if like Steve talks about uh, kick sixes all the time. That could have been. That could have he. That that guy caught that at the goal line. Like that could have been. Yeah. And, and shout out to Joel Batonio for making that tackle. And that's the thing though is that that was Batonio who, yeah. who made the tackle. That's we, awesome. When he made the tackle though, he stayed down for a second, and me and my brother were like, oh great, oh, of that, course that's that what that's what we need right now. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that kills me about the, about Gillen too is that he's so strong. All he does all off season is post workout videos. It's this kind of day, guys. Oh yeah, I I cracked my second within like twenty minutes of the oh, podcast. God. I'm gonna I probably can't leave yet. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been really, uh, I've been a firm defender of Cody Parkey for a very long time. But at the end of the day, if your field goal kicker can't be consistent on extra points, and granted, it was only up until last week or two weeks ago that he really did muff a couple extra points. 
between you know this game and that previous game or the Ravens game. Um, that that's not ideal. But you got to be consistent on those. And if you can't kick past fifty yards in an outdoor, I mean, this is not. It's not like we're an arena team where we can right. get away with like we're an uh, in Indy or a New Orleans right. or whatever. I mean, you got to kick in some really crappy weather with some insane winds. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even that bad today. No, today was a great 35, day. Thirty-five, sunny. It was, it was cold, but the weather was great. And yeah. to my understanding, the the wind wasn't too bad. So, you know. God love you, man, but uh, I don't want to see him back next And it's year. not the fact that he misses. It's like every time he misses, he doinks it. Yeah. Like, it's rough. It's, it's just... And I, I'm going to put it, I'm gonna put it on our special teams coach because, you know, he he uh, wanted us to draft Austin Seibert. How did that work out? Gone within a year, two years. Right. He's now kicking uh, field goals for the uh, – he cooked, kicked the game-winning field goal against the Steelers last week, but – That was fun. But <laughs> he doesn't kick for us anymore, so yeah. – even if Cybert turns out to be a successful kicker, then you can go back on Prefer for having him cut. Or squandering it. Right. And then we sign Cody Parkey and... I don't know. The flip side, though... Oh, man. I know that we're all piling on Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey's not the reason we lost this game today, and it probably sounds like that. We're, that, that is not what I'm saying. And even even the good ones botch kicks. Yeah. I, I mean, look 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 at um, Atlanta, Yung-Hao Koo. Sure. Um, he, he's been unanimously one of the best kickers all year, and he had a shot within 40 yards to send the game to overtime against Tampa Bay, and he botched it. I mean, just it, it happens. No one is truly perfect, save for like Justin Tucker or vintage Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it, it, it's a hard job to do because when you do it right, you're the kicker. Um, in in a sense that like, cool, congrats, thanks for winning us the game, but that's your job. You're supposed to do it, and right. when you botch it, you're the scapegoat. Right. You're the reason we lost, and so. Right. I mean, it definitely put us in a bad position. Um, you know, think about how the different the play calling may have been if we only needed to score three points to tie instead of four plus. Yeah, um, huge. It, it changes Ultimate, a lot of ultimately things. Ultimately, we didn't. We needed to score a touchdown because we turned the ball over again in our own half. Right, it would have been six versus seven. Yeah, you know, it was still mattered. But Ryan, I think you had a really good point on the the Jets special teams unit today. Not only did they have two kicks blocked. But right after they went up by seven, they kicked the ball out of bounds, yeah. which gave the ball that up was a 40. Like, he kicked which, the ball out of bounds at like the 15. I that mean, was really bad. That It actually kills me a little bit that the Browns were not able to tie oh, the game we had, starting from the 40-yard line. We had just under three minutes in the ball at the 40-yard line with the two-minute warning and a timeout, and we couldn't get it done. And ultimately, it's and it because, wasn't because of, of the time either. And, well, like, time didn't matter. Well, ultimately, it's because of one of the most zany – cockamamie rules in the NFL rule book that the still, Browns drive stalled on the fourth down. Which I'm still convinced that they didn't they didn't get the interpretation of the rule correctly because that ball did not hit the ground. No, it didn't. It so, popped out from Mayfield and Hunt got it while it was still in the air. So here's the question. We talked about this. At the end of the day, and I would love to hear if somebody out there actually has an honest to God answer because I have no idea. No Do, idea. Does intent matter? At the end of the day, we know that that was a fumble. He did not intend to hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt. Right. But it never hit the ground. Like that last drop by Hooper, I'm almost convinced Hooper was trying to catch that ball and flip it to Kareem Hunt. Oh, absolutely. But he fumbled, yes. but, but, he, but he bobbled the catch. But he got he got popped. That's part right, of it. Right. And he also True. sort of has stone hands. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, Hoopa! I'm talking, what is going on with our I'm tight talking, ends? I'm Brian, Joku. Hooper, yeah. Hooper, all of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not right, but but at the end of the day, 
So I guess it comes down to does intent matter? Because we know that that was not supposed to be a handoff or a lateral or anything along those lines, but the ball never touched the ground. Right. If the ball hits the ground, I could see how it's considered a fumble. Right. But it didn't. Excuse me. Um, it, It bobbled around. And Kareem just picked it up out of the air and fell forward for the first down. So I didn't see it. We're 100% sure that ball didn't hit the ground. It did not hit the ground. Okay. No, not even close. It did not hit the ground. So to me, that should be first down for the Browns. I don't. But I just, I guess, what are they trying to get at with within the last two minutes of the game? If Is that like is that like an anti-fumble Ruski rule? Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. is that what that is? But, like the but I don't understand because they allow that at the end of games when teams are lining up for Hail Marys and they decide to throw it for 10 yards and then lateral it 27 times. But if the ball hits the ground, guy can pick it up and still run. Right. The play's not dead. Right. If that rule if that rule is supposed to be all-encompassing, then then if you're going to do that, uh, uh, what the hell, yakety sacks play at the end of the game and the ball hits the ground on laterals, then the play should be dead. You know what other rule kills me is lineman downfield. We had that botched screenplay where it was supposed to be a screen to one side of the field. It right. got blown up. We threw to the other side of the field. Yeah, that one's on and Baker. And we got popped. I know, and I know it's on Baker. Cause he prob- and he probably knew that was happening. He, yeah, he knew he the fight was coming. Yeah, he should have fired that at Njoku's feet. And just thrown it away, I suppose. Yeah. But, like, what What does it matter if a lineman got downfield on the left side of the field when he ends up throwing right or vice yeah, versa? I, 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 I just – it's just I, I'm throwing that on the pile of rules that don't seem to make sense. Yeah, There's probably some some loophole. Uh, see, this is what happens. Rules end up be, being created because some somebody or some team finds a, a, a way a loop, around. Yeah. yeah, so they try and shut that loophole. And they come up with some cockamamie rule to prevent right. this one specific thing, but then it gets enforced in like eight yeah. other scenarios in which it doesn't make a bit of sense. Yeah, that, 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 that should not have been uh, – called i don't uh, think that uh, that was that should not have been considered a fumble the but ball, but i guess that goes back to what is the definition of a fumble is right. a fumble the ball comes out period or is it a ball comes out and hits the ground because if the if it's the ball comes out unintentionally if that's the definition of a fumble right then it was enforced correctly right it, i mean it was i have fumble. no it I, was a fumble it's yeah just we like, knew it was a fumble but it didn't hit the ground right. I mean, that's like, what we're like fixating essentially on. essentially like because he wasn't intending to do it like if if baker was intending to for that ball to get pitched to uh kareem hunt you could say that he was just running an option play right but because baker was head down you know arms tucked behind his old lineman trying to get that first down the ball just squirts out of his arm uh, we're not allowed to it so if so if, if Baker was intending to pitch that to Kareem Hunt, that's okay. But if he's not intending to do it, then we're, they're not allowed to do that. Like I, I don't know. I don't. For I, I think a lot of times the NFL tries to be too smart for their own for their own uh, for their own doing, and, and a lot of it is what you said with uh, trying to cl- close loopholes on plays because, yeah. uh, you know, there are ways to win football games that we've probably never seen before and the nfl tries to close up the loopholes on a lot of these situations but yeah it uh oh man oh oh god here's a silver lining Rashard perriman caught zero passes on six targets mostly because of denzel ward so that's cool yeah yeah, Den- Denzel. I, why, why why teams continue to throw at Denzel Ward? I have no idea. Uh, he had a, he had a. I mean, Denzel's probably one of the few bright spots on the day. Uh, yeah. Nick Chubb got a you know birthday else, touchdown. You know who else was the bright spot? Hmm. Your boy. 
<laughs> he had one really good tackle. Yeah, he had, had a he had, third down. He did. He, he did have a PBU that he probably should have picked off. It should have been. It might have been a pick six. It could have been if he kept his feet. Yeah. But he credit to him for breaking up the play. I mean, he's how he, old now? Like, can't expect him to make a lot of athletic plays. I don't even think he's that old, man. You're a safety in the NFL. You gotta I be think, athletic. I think he's. I think he's like 34. <laughs> I don't know. Then get out. Retire. <laughs> go away. Do that shit somewhere else. Not. A, I'm tired of your nonsense. I want him uh, gone. I you know who our leading tackler was today? I don't know. Probably oh, God. Sendejo again. Sendejo or Carl Joseph. I Actually, don't know. no. Uh, it was Sheldon Richardson. Oh, he had big ten. Ups to, big, and he, I think he also had one of the block kicks. If yes. I'm not mistaken. He yes, he did. He did. That they need to. I res- love. They Sheldon. need to resign him. Hundred percent. Oh, a thousand percent. Did you say? By, by the way, love Larry. Love you. Shout out if you're oh, listening, Ogan Joby. Oh. But Who, who's I, got the maple syrup? <laughs> Listen, I will say he was he was horribly off balance when that happened. So it wasn't like a like a man on man physically like Pat Elfline is more of a man than Larry Ogunjobi. Pan he got him on city. he got him on skates and launched him. Yeah, that I, was wow. I tell you what, Larry is one of my favorite guys. Love Larry. He's had a rough year. He's I think he's a great person. I think he's a good player. I would love to see him in a Browns uniform, but. Boy, oh boy! On that play, he got blown up. He he, you say he lost his footing. <laughs> that, was, that was bad. Oh yeah, that was real bad. So, shockingly, even with potentially because of the stakes, the worst loss in the in the NFL season this year of any team, the Browns, because of the help they got today from our arch rival Pittsburgh, shout out, thank gross. you Pittsburgh. Yeah, gross. Um, the Browns still control their own destiny. Am I am I am I saying that correctly, Steve? Yes. If the Browns beat the Steelers next week, no matter what happens in any other game, we're in. Yes. How much do you want to bet that we don't do that? Oh come on! I, I would bet you. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Uh, Name your terms. Well, I'll take ju- the bet. Let's just go I'm into not, game predictions no, no, for next. No, week. no. Hey, wait, wait. Uh, so, COVID notwithstanding, going into the game this week. You probably said the Browns were going to win this week. Going into this week, a hundred percent. Oh, all okay. of us did. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. yeah. No, no, no. But this is with him because whenever he says the Browns are going to lose, they win. <laughs> so keep doing it. That's a good keep, point. Keep with it. That's a good point. Stay with it. Yeah. No. Yeah. COVID notwithstanding, <laughs> and frankly, even after COVID, I thought, okay, this is going to be an ugly game. But I still thought this was winnable. I oh, really, man, st- I, I, I remained optimistic. I was not where you were at. I felt like. It'll be ugly as all get out. I was, but I, I thought every, we could do every it. Every single person last night that I texted with and talked to, and it's a wide ranging amount of people, I said the exact same thing. I am petrified of the game today. I didn't think you'd be a walk in the park, but I thought we could figure it out. And, we and here's the thing, I'm, I'm not the the blocked kicks. I'm not saying that that's like a mistake that the Jets the Jets didn't do a Jets thing today that would cost them the game. You didn't see Darnold didn't turn the ball over. They didn't fumble yeah. the ball. The they old. weren't. They 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 were stout against the run. Even though, the, I don't think we we tried to establish the run, which is the. If you want to throw the ball a lot, fine. Fifty three passes, eighteen runs. The the amount of passes. If you want to start out running the ball, I, man, they just didn't. They didn't attempt to establish the run at all. Yeah. Nick Chubb had ten run rushes today, ten. I don't we, care who you're playing. He's not, I don't care who's listen, on your – Listen, I love Nick Chubb. I think he's one of the top two or three running backs in the NFL. He's not a guy to where you can just be like in the middle of the third quarter, give him the ball and be like, here, go get us 20 yards. He's a uh, – a uh, um, 
you know, he's got to get his carries and wear defense down because he's also a guy with vision to where he needs to get the ball and he needs to see the way the defense is playing him to where, okay, I know if I cut back here, if I, if I shoot through this gap, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a decent game because the way that they're playing me, like, you can't just be like, okay, Nick, go out there and go, go do your stuff in the middle of the third quarter when he's had, you know, a handful of carries the entire game. So I'm, 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 I'm okay with the Browns coming out throwing because they've done that. They've shown that they can do that earlier in the season and, and be successful. But I thought that like, like when they got down 20 to three, okay, all bets are off. You're down by multiple scores in the second half. You got to throw the ball. Right. But in the, where, where in the second quarter later in the late in the first quarter, second quarter, why weren't we running the ball? I have no answer for that. None. I've, I was just seething on the inside. Like, why are you not running the ball? Right. And, and, and if we have all our receivers and we're in a rhythm, like, like we were against Baltimore, even though we lost and then against the giants, Fine, that's great. Do it because more than likely Jarvis is going to get open. Higgins is going to get open. You know, Peoples Jones is going to stretch the defense down the field. We didn't have that today. You know, we 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 saw early on Hooper was dropping passes, Bryant was dropping passes. You know, if if you're committed to the pass game at that point, run some more screens, do a tight end screen, do more screens with Kareem Hunt, even Nick Chubb. Like do some of that sort of stuff. Get Baker on the play action roll. I don't understand for the life of me why we were not rolling Baker out on play action. And the thing that, that just killed me was the fact that Kareem Hunt was not part of the game plan at all four, until four at least midway of the third quarter. Yeah, he well, had, he had Ridiculous. Some, he had some balls thrown. He had th- well, three. He had, he had three catches on uh, – I know he dropped one. Yeah, Kareem Hunt needs to uh, stop trying to catch the ball with his bicep. Uh, not great. Yeah, he had three catches. I don't know how many attempts, but – he only had uh, five. It looks uh, like. Oh yeah, I misread that. Wait. Uh, yes. But uh, what? Four touches in terms of the run game. He had yeah. he had eleven yards. Six of them coming off his longest run. Uh, while we're on that note, Chubb had eleven touches for a whopping twenty-eight yards. Sixteen yep. of them coming at once. I mean, there there was. I think at the half we had like four rushing yards. At the half, uh, Chubb had eight carries for six yards. And Kareem Hunt had one carry for minus two yards. There you go. You know how sometimes the networks will put up some cheeky graphics? Well, they put one up right before the half. It said rushing yards in the first half, Cleveland 4, Sam Darnold 22. Yeah. Yeah, that. Oh, uh, my God, when Sam Darnold trucked Malcolm Smith for that first down. Oh, God. I laughed, but then I wept, and then I laughed again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and now we're weeping. So here's the thing. That guy won Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. I mean, it was eight years ago. I know. <laughs> but come on, man. You're a linebacker, and that's a court. You let a court. Sandejo's like also made a Pro Bowl, right? Uh, <laughs> that is also beyond me. That is that's some next-level buffoonery. Who the hell voted for that? The, the Minnesota must have the best fans in football to get that asshole voted to a Pro Bowl. That he needs to go. And I don't just mean like he, he could go play in Canada. Jimmy, you listening to this? Yeah. Jeez. I know usually in person when I tell you, there's our sound clip. God bless, brother. <laughs> oh, man. He's good. Sandejo's been good for like three big hits, and then we'll go, ooh, look, he did his job. And guess what? The rest of the time, the moron's got his head so far up his ass, he's tickling his own tonsils. <laughs> God dang. Dang it, man. Oh, okay. man. Clearly, I don't hate hey. Harrison Bryant as much as you hate Sandejo. Good Not Lord. Not yet, anyway. Not at all. And I, I, consider, myself, I consider myself a uh, – 
a good producer. He went on that rant and didn't drop a single F-bomb. There you go. Shout out. Kudos to me. Yeah. I'm MVP this week yeah. because sure as hell the Browns don't have one. Oh, God. God. Bless America. We really don't. We didn't have a – we didn't have – I mean, uh, if the if the refs weren't morons, I would say Miles would, would have had our MVP performance because he would have multiple sacks and a strip sack. Yeah. I'd say Sheldon. Sheldon had a great game. Yeah. Volume tackles, block field goal. For – Sheldon's always going to be there. I love him. He's and you, always going to be You there. hit the nail on the head earlier. Love Sheldon. That man needs to get extended. Yes. Who knows how much he has left in the tank? As long as it's not like a crazy Olivier. Hopefully it's a couple years. Well, I just hope that the only caveat is let's not sign into some crazy Olivier Vernon-level contract right. where in the last year or two we're paying him 14, 13, 14, 15 million for a fraction of what he used to be. I – Olivier Vernon is a guy. I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Olivier <laughs> Vernon is a guy that I think we need to resign. He stepped up this the second half of this yeah. season. I mean, obviously, it. there's going to be a there's going to be a uh, uh, watershed threshold. Like if some some team comes in and offers him ten million a year for three years, like he'll take it. Goodbye. Yeah, but if we can get him for less than eight million, a seven year, eight million. Yeah, yeah. For two, I'll sign for, for two, two three years. Here's the thing. Hundred percent. So I'm already. And I'm, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, and I'm getting ahead of us here. I'm assuming our season's done next week. How um, dare you? It just—it is what it is. There's no universe in which the Actually, Jags keep, beat, say, keep saying that. There's no world in which the Jags beat the Colts, and the Steelers hate us enough. Slash, they could possibly be playing for the two seed. I don't Wait. think. I think there's a big enough difference between the two two seed and the three seed that they're going to play their guys next <sighs> week. Do you actually think that the Steelers? That was going to be my next question. Well, let, let me. Yeah, let's segue away from what I was going to ramble about. Like, do we really think that the Steelers are going to rest guys? Because I don't. I don't see it. I don't think they will. I I think that they play their guys because <laughs> the two seed. Because you don't want to possibly. Because the last thing they want to do is have to go to Buffalo in some cockamamie situation. See, yeah, and I don't think Buffalo will in the, on the other side when they play Miami next week. I, I don't. If think this was a regular either. year, I would say yes. Home field advantage doesn't mean anything in the NFL this year. Nothing. Well, some some people are allowing fans. Some, I mean, a, a small amount. Buffalo can't because New York won't allow it. Buffalo can't. But, Pittsburgh, I think, was originally, but I think they might have pulled the they might have pulled the brakes on that. Maybe I don't know. I that, didn't see anybody. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of though. You're right. In the stands when they played the football team, I don't know about today. Yeah, I know. Earlier in the, I know when we played them, they had 10 percent capacity, so they had about six thousand there. Um. And I know, obviously, we've uh, we've had about I think about fifteen percent capacity for our mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Um, but because of us losing today, we're not getting a home playoff game, so that's out the window. Um, I just don't think I just don't think the the seat like like I, I think the Steelers accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. They 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 clinched the playoff berth a couple weeks ago, and now they've clinched the division. I don't think they really care whether they get a home playoff game or not because the fans aren't going to be there. Well, they'll get one by autom- – they'll get one – each of them will get one automatically. Right, but but I'm saying, like, if the Bills and the Steelers that. play each other. Like, right. I, what's the – like, really, what's the – I mean, the only real difference is you're playing on grass in Pittsburgh as – as opposed to playing on turf in Buffalo. Yeah. There's not going to be any fans there. There will be more snow in Buffalo, theoretically. But, again, both teams are prepared for that. Pittsburgh's used to playing in crappy weather. I mean, you you make a good point that, at the end of the day, home home field this year means a lot less than normal. I could see them playing their players next week. I really could. But I'm – man, the way that – I think the fact that they're in, they qualify for the division, all – all that needs to happen for them is for Miles Garrett to hit Big Ben hard enough to where uh, he has to sit out a game or two in the playoffs, and they are effed. 
Like, like for all for like as much maligned as Ben's been the last few weeks when they've been losing and how he's looked like his age. Um, if they don't have Big Ben, they have zero chance. Like, who's Mason Rudolph's really going to lead them to a playoff win? No. I think they're going to sit there, guys. I'm going to be completely honest with you. James Conner's been banged up. I know he played this week. Uh, ben hasn't looked really healthy. I, I don't know. I think they sit. Look. It almost sounds like we can't make a projection on next week's game because we don't know who's going to be in who's going to be out. Exactly. Either on our side because of the COVID situation or the Steelers in well, terms yeah. of who they're going to play and who they're not. I mean, if we have like half of our wide receiving core because of COVID again, like let's just say two or three of those guys test positive, it's a wrap. We're, yeah. we're definitely toast. That that defense, I don't care how banged up Pittsburgh's defense is, they're too good. I mean, we lost to the Jets today. We lost to the Jets defense. 100%. If we only – let's just say we get two of our receivers back, I don't care which two they are. I will say this. I think getting our alignment back is more important than getting our receivers back. If we can get Jed – I agree with that. I agree Wills, too. We 100% win that game if Jed Wills and Wyatt Teller play because we run the ball – so a much lot better. more effectively, and Baker doesn't have the oh, three fumbles. Oh, yeah. So that being said, you know, we're talking a lot about our receivers right now. If Wyatt Teller can can get his ankle right and Jed Wills doesn't have COVID and he plays next week, oh, if, I, th- I, think we, I, I think we have a much better shot of winning. If they don't shoot up ty- uh, well, oh, bleh, words, Wyatt Teller's ankle with whatever is legal, cortisone and all kinds of who knows what, yeah. everything goes into that. Like, make, make that, like, numb for all I care. That's why winning today was so freaking important. I almost dropped an F. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if, if we won today, we don't have to worry about playing Wyatt Teller next week. He can take the extra week and get better and, and then, be okay for the playoffs. That's we, why winning today was so effing important. And and the and the NFL for oh, I almost dropped it again for <laughs> screwing us over so bad. Yeah. God, that pisses me off. Yep, yep. I mean, at the end of the day, my understanding for the record, my understanding is that the reason the Ravens had their games. Postponed. It was, an it was an outbreak. They could not guarantee who was or was not okay. Right. And ours was in the same thing with Denver. It was an isolated position group. It was an isolated number of guys. 100%. They could they could keep it low. I know, but I I'm still I, because I just, it's the Ravens. I don't care. Yeah. And the thing that kills me is it's like this wasn't like and I I've argued this before. I feel like the the Ravens game should have been more of a forfeit situation, whereas ours was like one guy <laughs> got it. Yes. And like. And, this this and, wasn't a, a lack of protocol on right. our part. Theirs was theirs was due to negligence. Well, they got fined for that. I don't know if you guys know this. I just saw this Whatever. on ESPN. Two hundred fifty thousand dollar team fine. To them, that's peanuts. Okay, yeah, right. I know. I'd what rather matter. I'd rather have been a draft pick or two, or you know, rather 100%. than rather than financial. Hundred um, percent. All of this is just made so much more worse, like, so much worse because of the fact that yeah. I hate the Ravens so damn much. Right. If this was the freaking Cardinals, who gives uh, yeah, a shit? If this was anybody else, I wouldn't have you know gotten all riled up. But it's just, oh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. All right, so uh, we win and we're in. That's yeah, what that, it boils down I mean, to. You're not wrong. It's just, but I, I don't think we will. <laughs> we have to win against our arch rival, who no matter who's playing quarterback, we have a hard time beating. And we have to play. Assuming Ryan's right, and Steve, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think the Steelers are going to play their players? This I week? I do think so. Okay, so we have to play a quarterback, and I don't know the, I don't know the. Actual record in front of me. I think we're something like like two twenty six and two and twenty six against Ben Roethlisberger or something like that. All time. <laughs> that guy's been a, that guy's been an NFL quarterback for what fifteen years, sixteen years, and we've beaten him twice. 
the stat was is that Baker Mayfield, I I think it was this a couple year. weeks ago, years ago, just yeah. went over oh, Ben God. Roethlisberger for most wins at First Energy Stadium. Shoot me in the eyeball. I think I you mean, s- I think you were. I forget exactly what you said, but it's twenty three two and one. Ben has. Yeah, I said two. I said we were two and twenty six. Yeah, so you were. Close. I forgot he's missed a few of those games. Yeah. So Ben Roethlisberger is two. What? What? Would you? Oh yeah, because we had that tie. Yeah. Two and one. So he's twenty three two and one against the Browns, Steve. Twenty three two and one. If he plays, we're not going to win. No. I mean, he. That's he, why I pray to the football gods and and to the the the, the toothless uh, brigade of Pittsburgh. <laughs> past sque- results. Fans. Past results are not a guarantee of future success. I. You're right. You're right. But there's uh, something the, the week sixteen against the Bengals in two thousand seven begs to differ. Oh, the Browns actually won in week seventeen that year. People they did. forget that. They did, but see the difference the difference between week seventeen that year and week seventeen this year is it's in our hands. That yeah. year it wasn't. So the thing that's interesting We won week seventeen and we won in week seventeen in two thousand seven. We didn't make the playoffs. Which oddly enough is why the NFL stopped scheduling interconference games in week seventeen. Yeah. Because the Browns were playing the 49ers, and that was a game that ultimately didn't have an impact yeah, on their did, conference record. Yep. Yeah. Didn't matter. It yep. got it that, that win got us to the tiebreaker. Yes. But we lost out on the tiebreaker. That's another reason why this this friggin' loss to the Jets hurts is because it worsens our AFC record. Hmm. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, there's, there's there might be more, but there's two ways that we get in that I'm aware of: Colts lose to the Jags, yep. and we be the Steelers. If if the Dolphins lose to the Bills and we lose, do we get in? No, it Miami Miami would finish ahead of us. However, if Tennessee were to lose tonight and also lose next week to Houston, we would also be in. So, yeah, but then we would have to rely on the shitty ass Houston Texans to win a freaking football game. More like, they suck. No, they more likely they would win than Jacksonville. The Texans suck, man. If I was if I was Deshaun Watson, I would demand a trade out of that that organization is a train and and this is coming from a Browns fan. Yeah. That organization is awful. Well what makes, a- they're gonna they're listen, they I, I don't mean to go on a soapbox about this because this is a Browns podcast. They're gonna interview Marvin Lewis to be their head coach. And you know what? If they hire Marvin Lewis, guess who Deshaun Watson's offensive coordinator is gonna be? They, they wouldn't Hugh. do that. They wouldn't do Hugh. Hundred percent. No. Hundred percent. A million percent. Oh, I don't Hugh think Jackson's so. only path to becoming an offensive coordinator in the NFL again is if Marvin Lewis gets a head Marvin coaching Le- job. Nobody yeah. else is gonna hire Hugh Jackson. Nope. Yeah. I, I hope know. it. I hope it happens because it would be hilarious. Oh, be I would love to see Jordan's reaction see, to that. Well, that's. I just feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I mean, this is one of the <sighs> best. I mean, the NFL has got to be furious. I mean, Bill O'Brien just absolutely ruined that franchise for it, several years oh, to come. He was a train. I mean, he man. he he. And we know bad coaches here more yeah. than any other franchise. That that guy. But at least is we held horrible. on. We were bad with bad coaching, but at least we held on to our own damn draft capital. Well, that and you know, you know, uh, coaches end up getting more and more power when they have more and more success and more and more of a track record. How in the hell was that guy, that team's GM and coach, at the same time? Insanity. They are such a train wreck. They doubled down on crazy, which I mean, hey, yeah, YOLO, I guess. But anyway, yeah, uh, so. yeah. Oh, so bad. <laughs> so I mean, this this is where we're at. We're we're a ten. Nof- never we're- easy, fellas. No, never. Easy. No, we're a ten and We five should be popping team. champagne, <laughs> not just on New Year's. We should be popping champagne today. But no, now we got to go beat the Steelers. Although I, I will say, 
now in the moment because I'm a, I, I want heart heart overhead. I'm gonna pick us to beat the Steelers next week, but I know I I know what's coming. <laughs> I know what's coming, but uh-uh. <laughs> wouldn't it be sweet? Wouldn't how sweet would it be to beat the Steelers to to uh, get that playoff berth? I mean, it would be amazing. It would be great. I think I'm the only person in this room who thinks it's going to happen. You actually think we? So what for you? Why do we actually have a shot? All right, yeah, let's go. Because, let's go, because let's... hold on, because when the Browns have their players on the field, they are really, really good. Yeah. When you have guys like Wyatt Teller healthy, when you have Jarvis Landry out there, when you well, have that's all these, when you're you have, assuming that Wyatt Teller's going to play. Yeah, I am assuming Wyatt Teller's going to play because if he, unless if he is like to the point where he's crippled, he's going to play. Because right. there is no tomorrow at this point. Like it's true. It's, it's, true. it's Sunday or bust. What's that? Was that uh, uh, Apollo Apollo Creed? There is no tomorrow. Yeah. And Rocky three, he's like Rocky's like oh, no, no, tomorrow tomorrow, and Apollo's like there is no tomorrow. Same thing with Jedrick Wills. Same thing with you know, Jed's gonna play. Anybody. I mean, unless unless he oh. unless he tests positive for COVID, he's playing. I mean, this, um, this like you said, Ryan, this is the time where you get the cortisone shot. You get right. whatever necessary to get there. Because you, you, if, you, if you sit out this game, right. you're out the next eight months. You yeah, know, it's, right. and who I, cares? And I'll, and I'll say this about – I got on him a little bit for maybe his toughness earlier in, in, in the episode. I do think if there's if there's any way that, that he's out there, if there's any way he can possibly be out there, he's going to be out there. If he's not out there, it's because literally the team doctors – Held him back and said, "No, you're not playing." Um, so we'll see. And 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 I'll say this: uh, you want to talk about players that are going to be motivated if they're able to play in Week 17? How about that Browns wide receiver room? Oh, you thought Landry was a a, a fiery leader? Before. Yeah. By the way, before we end this episode, I am so like heartbroken for that. You know that guy has not missed an NFL game his entire career, and and he missed a game this week not because he tested positive for COVID. Because for like a 15 minute period, he was sitting in a hot tub with a guy who did end up testing. But he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything and wrong he's at got all. A, and he had to miss his first game in his NFL career. Seven years. He had started 110 games in a row to start his career. That guy is an absolute freaking warrior. And like that's not a punter or a kicker or even a quarterback mm-hmm. to be a receiver and be taking the hits you do and <sighs> never have missed a game. There's, that's, I mean, that's unbelievable. I've, listen, I, I'm the I'm the biggest Baker apologist there is. But if I'm buying a Browns jersey, it's Jarvis Landry. 100%. That guy. You mean it's not Sendejo? (laughs) (laughs) Only so I could light it on fire. (laughs) Only so I could take a dump on it and light it on fire. (laughs) Golly, man. What a bum. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I took you off from your point there, Dan. Oh, man. No, I just man, I feel for Jarvis. I, I feel for the guy. He's I didn't, you talking know, about a guy that's gonna be mowed. And then those guys were not quiet on Twitter last no, night and not. today. Jarvis yeah. was like Jarvis, Jarvis and, and Hollywood in particular. Jarvis was live tweeting the game just like you were from our uh, LOTL account. Dude, I was fuming throughout that tweeting. By the way, <sighs> that was bananas. Yeah, I could tell. I mean, literally, you if got, I it, you got the, the best thing, the best thing about it is you went at it with Jordan from our podcast account, not from your own. I know. So it's no. like Jordan's Jordan's replying like to fighting. his own pot. Jordan's fighting on Twitter with his own podcast. I know. And I took and I told and I told like I knew it was bait too. Like normally, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty level headed at not taking stupid internet bait. And I was just so pissed He's after the game. Man. I was just so 
I was just seeing red, and I took the bait. Hey, just wait till tu- just wait till Tuesday, because yeah, because you might not want to. I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna when, when we when we do our pre-show meeting on Monday night, we gonna fight. <laughs> that that gonna be that gonna be in the script. Oh man, uh, what's going on uh, elsewhere in the NFL oh, as we uh, wrap up Week 16? Um, Who cares? We're boned. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should ask, Dan. So this has been quite the weekend. It started on Christmas and continues all the way through Monday. Uh, games going on week 16. It started on Christmas Day. The Saints defeated the Vikings 52-33. to <laughs> That gave the, the Saints uh, another nice win. Alvin Kamara, Vi- six touchdowns. Yeah, six touchdowns. Uh, by the Shout way. out Casey Truwin, who all but won our fantasy league championship because of that on Friday. It, yeah. Is that the same league Hannah's in? No. So shout out, God love you. Hannah, I'm so sorry. She's facing Alvin Kamara in her title game, and she said there's like $600 out the window. So RIP to your fantasy Casey, team. Casey won about mm, – he won 80% uh, – uh, he won – about four hundred and fifty bucks yeah. with that performance. There There's a lot of games that were already over after that game, which is crazy to say. But yeah, so the Vikings were eliminated with that defeat. Uh, going on to Saturday's games, the Buccaneers absolutely crushed the Lions, forty-seven to seven. Tom Brady had something like three hundred and fifty yards passing and four touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert played the whole second half. Buccaneers clinched a playoff berth with that. The 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 insult to injury there is that they're ten and five, which is the same record as the Browns. So. Uh, we're in the wrong conference, folks. Thanks for that, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> That's what fans of the Arizona Cardinals are probably saying right now. They blew a big chance to get closer to the playoffs. They lose to the 49ers at home 20-12. to 12. Boom, roasted. So now the Cardinals, um, I'm actually going to skip past one game here and go up to Jacksonville, where the Bears defeated the Jaguars easily 41-17. to That puts the Bears into the seventh spot in the NFC over the Cardinals. Could you imagine being 8-7 and seven and controlling your own destiny? As Make opposed a to being 10-5 and, and being in that situation? Well, think about what a weird year the Bears have well, had. Actually, that's, you, know, you know, in all of this, we forget the fact that we still control our own destiny. We do. We don't need some, like, I know it's because we're playing Pittsburgh next week. But We hey, technically do. You're not wrong. But it doesn't hey, feel like would that. It, be, it would be so Browns for us to lose to the Jets and then beat the Steelers. When, when, <laughs> it, when, when if the opposite was just true, if we would have won today and lost next week, we would have been in already. You never know. Pittsburgh could come down with a whole bunch of their guys get coronavirus next week. That's they, true. You, you hey, just never know what's going to hey, happen. I, I, listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not rooting for anybody to get COVID, but from your lips to God's ears, man. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> so anyway, the Bears. You mentioned how what a weird year they've had. All yeah. of a sudden, they've found second wind here and uh, win, and they're in. Next yeah, it's because they weren't. They they stopped being dumb and they put Mitchell Trubisky back in. Good for Trubisky, by the yeah, way. Yeah, shout out Mitch. Point to me. I've been making yep. that point the entire freaking year. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Not not a lot of big Nick, big dick Nick going around <laughs> this year. Ooh. Now backing up to the game that had everybody riled up last night. Oh, I hope John Gruden steps oh, on a Lego. The Raiders God. up by two points. With granted, granted. It really doesn't matter. Well, actually, kind of does matter because if the Dolphins would have lost both games, then and even if we lo- even if we lose next week, we would have been in. Yes, because the Dolphins would have only so finished yeah, nine seven. Yeah, f you, John Gruden, your stupid cover two defense. 
with 19 How seconds you left. you leave the sideline wide open down the field when the no, team no, has no. 19 let's, seconds let's, left and no let's timeouts? Go, no, no, let's let's go let's let's go early. Let's go before that. How okay. about how about not scoring the freaking touchdown? I don't even hate that part. I really don't. Listen, I, I hate that part. I hate that part because they were losing at that point. You were asking to get your ass beat went by by playing with fire and 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 sliding down like when you're Here's losing. If you were to tell me that a team is down two points. Yeah. They get the ball on their 25-yard line with like 36, 39 seconds left. I forget what it was. It was it was definitely less than 45 oh, seconds. Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins. the Dolphins. Yeah, 19 seconds left. You're telling me, yeah, 19 seconds. You're telling me 25-yard line, 19 seconds. No time You outs. can't get a stop. No time True. Outs. True. Well, I don't I don't It was it was it was it, I it was I, not it was a long pass and on top of it it was the freaking face mask penalty. Ryan Fitz magic. I love that guy like 99% of the time. Oh, I love that guy. I, I think he's great. He's number 1 on my shit list right now. Yeah. He threw that just prayer of a pass to a wide open guy staring into the side of his own helmet. That was insane. Instinct. He knew where the guy was God. likely to be, and he just chucked you know, it. You know what's funny? If that guy doesn't, if that guy doesn't grab his face mask and turn his body, that ball goes to the middle of the field and he probably, probably picked off. He probably overcooked it. Yeah, that face mask. Honestly, there's got- no way that that ball is going to the sidelines if his body doesn't get turned as he's throwing the ball. He was just throwing that up. Funny how that works. God. Anyway, Miami defeated Vegas 26-25. That was a massive win for Miami. And depending on what happens in Week 17, these events today in New York and yesterday in Vegas might have won Brian Flores the Coach of the Year award. We I agree will, with that. and I hate, just, oh. uh, It seems like he just continues to push the right buttons. If we had pulled off this win today, I think it would have been Kevin's for sure. But now I think, I think it goes to Brian Flores. Yeah. I really Well, uh, there's a caveat there. They're not guaranteed to get in yet, though. If, if so. the Browns get into the playoffs and the Dolphins don't, I don't know how you can give it to Brian how Flores. Do, how, do the, how do the Dolphins not make the playoffs? They though? lose to Buffalo. Lose to Buffalo and everybody else out there wins. It's their sixth loss. So they're 10-6. and six. If if we oh, win, we're 11-5. We have... The Colts win, which they are. They're playing the Jags. They're 11-5. and five. And the Ravens are going to win. They're playing the Bengals. They're 11-5. and five. Right. So it comes down to us. So it's us or Miami is what it boils down to. Pretty or much. Or possibly Indy. Pretty much. I mean, Good in grief. It's going to be us, Miami, or Indy that gets left out. Who's yeah, Right. God, or Tennessee, maybe, possibly, if they lose their last two, but that's less likely. Hey, Ryan Finley, if you beat the Ravens, I will buy your jersey. <laughs> and speaking of Ryan Finley, the Bengals have now won two in a row. They hey, went to Houston 137-31 I, listen, listen, today. I, Ryan Finley, I will buy your jersey, and I will take a picture of me wearing it for proof. Everybody out there listening, if Ryan and, and this is this is a caveat, if 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 Ryan Finley wins and they beat the Ravens and the Browns get in, I will buy a Ryan Finley jersey. And, and, Hell, I would join you. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. It's not, yeah. Oh, Honestly, same, same thing goes to whoever the hell starts for Jacksonville, whether it be Minshew or Glennon or whoever. Shit, hey, I'll buy them both. Hey, I don't care. Hey, if if, if, <laughs> if the Bengals if the <laughs> If the Bengals beat the Ravens, you want to do a Sir Yacht, go buy a can of uh, Skyline Chili and drive down to Cincinnati? Yes. I'm up. off work all Sign- week, so I, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll find a way. I will find a way. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. I'm not so, going to pass so, them. They just beat Pittsburgh. They're on, they're, they're, for some reason, the Bengals are hot right now. So, I've... 
But the Ravens game has nothing to do with the Browns' playoff chances, though. That's yeah, what I'm saying. screw them. Right. Right. I just don't want the Ravens to win. <laughs> I want the Ravens out of the playoffs because I'm still on the Lamar Jackson is not a great quarterback bandwagon. But the way they're playing right now, I feel like if they get into the playoffs, he's finally going to win a playoff game. They, they, could do, not... they could do more than that. Yeah, I I actually think the Ravens are pretty dangerous. And I hate saying that, but I think it's true. I mean, it... Okay, I'm so, still I'm still of the Lamar has to prove it category. So, he's been in the playoffs now twice, and he's laid an egg both times. Yeah, which by the way, the Ravens beat the Giants twenty-seven to thirteen. Blah blah blah. Friggin' Giants. Well, but I'm not. I can't say that we lost to the Jets. But anyway, oh, <laughs> top seed in the AFC was clinched today as the Chiefs. Um, they kind of farted around with the Falcons for most of the day, but oh, they managed they were, to win that yeah. game seventeen to fourteen. There were some clenched buttholes in Kansas City today, guys. That was. That was a, a young which, Hoku kick away which from overtime. Would have screwed us over even more because then they wouldn't have wrapped up the number one seed. So you yeah. mean the Falcons didn't uh, didn't come through in the end? Well, there's a shock. Yeah, the Falcons, Falcons falconed pretty hard. Falcons don't don't know anything about closing the deal. Yikes! As has been discussed ad nauseum, the Colts uh, threw away a 17 point lead in Pittsburgh and lost 28 to 24 to the Steelers. Hey, this is legitimate. Thank you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> So Steelers are AFC North champions. Because but if again, that wouldn't have happened, we would have needed the Jags to beat the Colts next week. Ah, that's a funny joke. Yeah. So, again, this is the only time you're going to get me to say nice things. This is this is legitimately, I'm wishing you a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good night from the kindest of aspects. <laughs> But best believe, on Tuesday, it's a rivalry game, and it's win and go home for the Browns, so you know what this will mean when I play it on Tuesday for LOTL. Good morning, good afternoon, Moving on to the 4 o'clock window, um, one game that's irrelevant is Broncos versus Chargers. That's a 16-16 tie with about three minutes left. Dude, the Chargers had a lead in this game the whole time, and they're charging again. Who's, well, that's, who that's blows really more? A surprise. The Chargers or the Falcons? Like they both the Falcons are more epic in terms of their chokes. Yeah, the, char- the, the, Fal- the Falcons, even though it wasn't this year, they still have the Super Bowl choke over their head. So they're never going to live that down. The game's probably on Pornhub. They blow so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> I had two beers too fast. <laughs> Danny might have spoke too soon. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> You might. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> you, you might. That was fantastic, Dad. You might have spoken too soon about soundbite with Jimmy there. Wow. Um, oh my goodness. Anyway, the... this is such a long post game show. But my God. I'll just drop it. The football team is about to lose. The Panthers, I, I, man, I, this is a shocker. The Panthers winning in Washington 20-6. I don't know if I said this on on or before we started recording. If the Eagles get in at 6-9-1 and one, and we don't get in at 10-6, and six, I will jump off a bridge. You may not have to Me? jump off that bridge. Yeah, don't worry about that. He's going to get there. The, <laughs> the Cowboys are leading the Eagles 30-17 to 17, but, um, with about a minute left in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, Mr. Ginger is uh, having himself another performance today. You mean the Red Rocket? Yep. 
And, and you know or what? The red rifle. The cowboys all of a rifle. sudden are hot. Like, red rocket is what you what you I, say about dogs when they get excited. I, so this would be Dallas's <laughs> third win in a row if they were to to win this one. Okay, um, I'll rephrase that. If Dallas gets in at whatever seven and nine or to would whatever, be seven they and nine, are, yep. I will jump off a bridge. I mean, if they if they hold on to this game, which they should, they'll be six and nine. Nice. Uh, and then who do they play next week? I don't Steve, even know. Six and nine. <laughs> what is that? They play the Giants. Sixty nine. Yeah. Excellent. Except this is not excellent. Because <laughs> no, Steve's family are from Philadelphia and they're diehard Eagles fans. Uh, so Dallas being 6-9 and nine, having a shot at the division is the antithesis of excellent. Completely not. Yeah. Rough. Anyway, That's what she said. In the game that most people are watching right now in the 4 o'clock window, the Seahawks have a 13-6 to six lead over the Rams. <laughs> this game is We're on big, tape delay. This game is a big one because – Basically, whoever wins this game is going to win the NFC West. Uh, Seattle actually clinches that if they win. The Rams would clinch a playoff berth if they win this game. So uh, right now, Seahawks leading by a touchdown with about 15 minutes to go in that one. Tonight, we've got the Titans facing Green Bay. Green Bay, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they can clinch the one seed in the NFC with a win. No, no, because New Orleans won their game too. So um, that's going to go down to the final week. But uh, if the Titans win this game, they are in the playoffs. If they lose, they will have to, like the Browns, like the Ravens, like the Dolphins, like the Colts, they will have to sweat it out in Week 17. So what what team in the AFC needs a win and help to get in? Indianapolis. Okay. Even Oh, no, they lost today. What am I thinking? Yeah. You're right, because they're a team uh, on the outside looking in. Man, God, all we have to do is win and get in. Coronavirus one, Browns zero. Oh God, f you, Steve. Yeah, we're gonna end up having to be. So next week, we're gonna be Texans fans and Jags fans. I don't know. Are we are we really gonna be Texans fans after after if what it happened? gets what us in the playoffs? Today? Yeah, sure. we, we kind of have to be. I mean, yeah. it's unlikely, I'm talking. But... I'm talking about Ryan and his Twitter <laughs> spat. Sean Watson today. could throw for 500 yards and they you know, and like, they could still lose because they they're lose, the Texans. But... That's the thing that's crazy. God, what a waste of talent. Teams will fight like hell to get a quarterback to take to carry them over the top. Yep. You know what's funny too is they traded up to get him and then they just wasted him. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. So yeah, next week it sounds like we are obviously Browns fans, we are Jags fans, and we are Texans fans. It's Browns fans first. If the Browns first, win, oh, nothing else matters. First and foremost, that's that is again, and I know I'm right. the Debbie Downer of the group, but we right. are first and foremost in control of our own destiny. Hundred percent. We beat the Steelers and we're in. Maybe talk, we, talk about exercising some demons, man. We we can't beat Ben Roethlisberger. We haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. When was the last time we beat the Steelers in a big game that mattered? If we if we win Week 17, we check all those boxes, and then it sets up every most likely one. it sets up a showdown again with them in uh, the wild card round of the playoffs. It would either be them or Buffalo. Them or Buffalo. It looks like right now. Buffalo, which yeah. which if we get our guys back and we get our guys healthy. The Browns That's can, doable. The Browns can beat both of those teams. That's very doable. Hundred percent. If the Browns are healthy and playing like they like, if they if they're playing like they they were the last two weeks, they can beat anybody short of Kansas City. I think the Browns' ceiling this year is if they're healthy and they're not effed with COVID crap and all that stuff. The Browns' ceiling is the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. I'd, I obviously I'm not a moron and would pick the Browns in that scenario in that situation, but. I don't think there's anybody – and I'll say this. If somehow the 
Never mind. I'm not going to go that far. I'll just say this. I don't think there's anybody in the NFC. There's nobody in the NFC that I don't think the Browns could beat if they're healthy. Green Bay and New Orleans are the top two teams in the conference. I mean, but you, you, the only way to play them would be on a neutral field. I don't think we're going to Lambeau and beating them, and I certainly don't think we're going into the Dome and beating them. And I don't but, think we'd beat Seattle at Seattle either, for the record. No, probably not, but whatever. But like They have to come here, though. That's a different scenario. Bottom line. Especially New Bottom Orleans. Bottom line. New Orleans would not come here and win. Win next week. You're in. And everybody in the national media and also people on this podcast can shut the F up about <laughs> what's going on with the Browns. How about you worry about your own damn team? Who are you talking about? Oh, well, wait, uh, you might want to <laughs> wait for Tuesday, folks. Yeah, wait for Tuesday. They're going to be some fireworks. A little preview. Because I'm going I'm to make sure there's fireworks. Yeah, so, so, Steve, I don't know if I, – I think you listened to it, but you weren't here when we recorded it. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way – when uh, the, the, <laughs> some way when the aspect of who's the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, I was sitting here just an innocent bystander because I didn't really have an answer for it. Mm-hmm. Jordan was sitting here and Ryan was there. Somehow, Jordan, me and Jordan started arguing about it, even though, even though I was sitting right, <laughs> even though Ryan was the one saying that that LeBron's the greatest of all time now, and it doesn't even matter what he still does in his career. And uh-huh. Hannah was sitting in your seat; she was saying the same thing. Somehow, it was Jordan and I that got into the argument about it. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, Hannah and I harangued jo- uh, Dan into having our, that fight on our yeah, behalf. Thanks. <laughs> the call. The payback's coming. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All it's right, like so you two are the leaders of the mafia, and you just had your little grunt go out. And that pretty much. Thanks. Pretty much thanks, how, Steve. That, pretty much how that. that panned out. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate oh, that. Oh, God. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, hey. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. All right. Uh, so, again, Ryan is picking the Steelers to beat the Browns next week. F you. <laughs> Steve is picking the Browns. Yes. And I am also picking the Browns heart overhead because if I just look at it, I think <laughs> he's, he's going to change his, he's going to change his mind by no. about twelve forty five on Sunday next week. Let's let's say it depend it depends on if 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 all of our obviously not BJ Goodson he no matter what happens he's not playing correct. But if all of our guys are back from the COVID list or whatever that were close contacts i think we win i just think we're going to be like i saw baker on the sidelines after we lost and i think with him and all of our guys back the amount of motivation and just will to win the steelers even if they play their guys i don't think they're going to be like they don't care if it's they not going to mean as much to them they don't care if they not like as much as i want it to be the rivalry it's not yet the rivalry again between the browns and the steelers until we actually beat them when it matters so if we beat them week 17 and then have to play them the next week in the wild card round of the playoffs, then it matters. So I don't think the the, the Steelers are going to be like, eh. Like, like if the Browns are motivated and they take the lead, like I, I, I find it hard that the Steelers are going to be like, yeah, let's 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 put everything into this and fight back and get this win and knock them out. Like I, I just don't think they're going to be like that. They're going to think of it like, all right, we got the division. We're already clinched for the playoffs. Let's, let's just worry about that. Their focus is on bigger goals. Yeah. So for me – I think if the Browns get out to a lead next week, I think we're we're I think we're gonna do it. So Whew. That was the longest post game show in the history of Browns uh, uh living off the land. Without a doubt. But uh we had a lot to get off our chest. That was a destructive loss we had today. And uh but you know, like like we said, we still control our own destiny. So 
That's where it lies. That's what we have in front of us. Not running from it. No excuses. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys hopefully. Boy, man, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there if Ryan's right. But womp, womp. we're going to be here win, lose, or tie. Well, tie. Yeah, yeah, tie. yeah, they could tie. Win, lose, or tie. To actually, if the Browns tie, they're in, right? Um, if no, no, they wouldn't be if Indianapolis and everybody else a, were the win. We would still need a Jags Jeez. loss. Jackass. Or Jags win. All right, so how about just win? Yeah. After the win, we're going to celebrate a uh, Browns playoff berth next week. So again, I'm catch the hap- us there. Happiest, wrongest of guys. Man, I was, I was hope, <laughs> I was hoping to be that today. I was hoping. We I'm were so close. Pissed that we I was we were really close to that happening. We, I, I know we we did a lot of talking. I know we're trying to wrap this thing up, but we were a lot closer to this win than people think. I mean, it was we fought like hell to come back into that game, and it just. Well, like you said, you hate you hate being the guy that uh, talks about the ref ripping refs ripping it away from us. But that hurt. I mean, it hurt. Go, if, if those if the two calls that went against us went our way, the Browns win this game. Feels like it. The interception that wasn't called. Oh, excuse me. The fumble that wasn't called. The scoop a fumble and score was yeah. just ridiculous. That, Horrible. That, that hurt. That Horrible. Hurt. And then and then if and if they don't call that, oh, you're not allowed to advance the 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 so-called fumble. Uh, rule. I mean, that's a rule that just needs to be changed. They here's, called here's that a, correct according to the rule, I think, but they need to change that. Here, here's another thing that I wanted to get into that we didn't, and I know we're going long, but say that we got that first down. We score the touchdown. Are mm-hmm. you kicking a field goal or are you going for two? Given the direction kicking the a game PAT, was headed, I would have kicked I would have kicked the PIT. Yeah, I would have too. I, I know Parky's in our doghouse, but if you go for that and you don't get it, you're fight for the overtime that gives you a shot. You got a new set of downs. But what was the higher? What was the, see? This is where that was where I differ. What's the higher probability? Parky making that extra point or us converting the two point conversion? Oh, Parky! I know making Parky, the extra point. Parky's Parky's definitely in the doghouse. I understand that, but he's from for from PAT. He's probably. 85 90 percent versus a, a two-point conversion probably right but in, i think in, in, in the, the 50s but the bigger I, I, question is what was greater us hitting the two-point play to win or the conditional probability of extra point plus winning overtime and that see that's that, debatable. that, that what that's what play, played into it with me is are we confident that if we got to overtime and we needed cody parkey to make a kick would he make it so you're you're really like obviously if we win the if we win the coin toss and we go down the field and score a touchdown it's moot but how many times does that actually happen in the NFL overtime? I know what you mean. You're, you're asking Cody Parkey essentially to make two kicks after he just doinked an extra point. And earlier in the game, the coaching staff, now I'm sure they've talked about this scenario, but you're the field goal kicker and you watch the coaching staff send out the punter to kick a field goal instead of you. Like he, he has to be a basket case right now. Yeah. No, he, Kicking is 95% mental as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not in a good place right now. I know what you guys are saying. With it, It's not just – the probability is not just one-to-one. What's the odds of the extra point versus the two-point? Yeah. But I, I say fight, you know, to, to, to live to fight another day, essentially, and fight for overtime rather than if he goes for the two-point and doesn't get it and we lose by one. I, I feel like people will be so beside themselves saying, well, we could have had a shot in overtime and blah, blah, blah. I just – I well, think I think that we go for the at the, that the at one, that point though at that point though people are talking out of both sides in their mouth because at five minutes before they were probably just shit talking Cody Parkey like up and down 
true. Know, social media. True. Like, how could this guy still be our kicker? And he doesn't. He can't be our kicker anymore. Blah 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 blah. And then if you don't get the two point conversion, it's like, oh, you gotta get the extra point. Like, you can't have it both ways. Right. And I think the fact that if it would if it would have been do or die, like say if the Browns lost today, they would have been eliminated. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have the stones to go for it and be like, okay, if we get it, we're in. I think if we scored the touchdown, I'm going for two because I'm not messing around with the field goal kickers anymore. Also knowing that, hey, in the back pocket, if this doesn't work, we can still try and win next week and get in. Hmm. That's my – and I'm not trusting Cody Parkey to make a kick at the end, end of a game in overtime. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. I'd ra- I'd ra- I see it. I I'd see rather it. put the ball in Baker's hands and Nick Chubb's hands and Kareem's hands. No, not Nick, not Austin Hooper's hands because he huh. dropped a bunch maybe, of passes. Not Harrison Bryant's hands because he dropped a bunch of passes. Maybe I don't feel as negative about Cody Parkey as some. I mean, he he misses kicks, but they're rarely with the game on the line. Like today was, I feel like the first time where don't say that to Bears fans. Where he, well, I don't care about Bears fans. <laughs> um, Fair, you know. Today I think was the first time. Well, you can't throw that out. That's part of his Browns, history. Where he missed one that really hurt our chances to win a game. When when he well, missed that, that yeah, but, it yeah, but the Ravens Monday night game didn't help his cause. Right, but you you only need you only need one time for that to happen though. Like, was the, is that one? T- is it building towards that one time? See, I I was willing to give him another shot today if it would have come down to it. Yeah, I and just, then if he screws up again, then okay, fine. But, I bet you, I bet you, all of this doesn't matter because next year he won't be our kicker. Hundred percent. I bet you. I bet. I feel confident in that. Hundred percent. I mean, I would agree. Yeah, so we don't need to waste any more time arguing about a kicker. But, um, yeah, so, that, I mean, that's pretty much going to do it for us. Uh, it's going to be an excruciating week waiting for this game because it's at, le- at least at least next Sunday at 4.30 you're going to know. I don't yeah. think so because I think that game is going to be played at 4, might even be played at 8. You never know. If it was for the division title – I would say that 100. Mm-hmm. percent CBS has already broad CBS has already broadcast as the as the national game at one o'clock, or not maybe not the national game, but at the end of that game today they they put up the graphics saying that that game was at one o'clock. Well, that's interesting. I would have thought that the game of this magnitude would have at least been at four, but okay. I think with the Steelers already clinching the division and clinching a playoff spot, it it loses a little bit of its luster. I mean, yeah, I I get it. Like the Browns can clinch their first playoff spot in 18 years, but. If this game would have been let, let's put it this way, if this, I just if hope this game like, would have been for the division, it's one hundred percent your Sunday night game. I just hope like hell that if our game is at one o'clock, the Indianapolis and probably Tennessee as well are also playing at one o'clock. I don't want a scenario where we play first and then they're playing in the four o'clock window or something. That would well, that's not, only, well that, that would not be right. Well that's only if we lose to Pittsburgh. If we beat Pittsburgh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. Don't screw us again like you did today, <laughs> NFL. God. Oh, I just All right. Jarvis, Rashard, Donovan Peoples Jones, Kadero Hodge. We hope you guys are Jed Wills too. Gosh, PJ, hope you guys are back. Feel better. White Teller. Man, come on. Come on, man. Let's go. I can have my ankle Get back in this here. game. Kimmy. Yeah, you can have Hey, by the way, congrats to him. He got engaged. Yeah. So, and hey, speaking of that, congrats to Steve. Uh big announcement uh on Christmas. Steve's having a kid. Oh yeah? Yes! Congratulations, Congratulations brother! That's awesome. <laughs> yes! I, I said I said I said it in text and social media, but I didn't get a chance to say it in person. So, what better way than to do it uh, on a recording of a podcast? So, <laughs> so it's always there. You can go back to it. So, yeah, c- dude, super congrats! You guys didn't waste any time. We oh, literally wrapped up a Christmas gift with that news in it for my mom. I saw the video of your mom. Uh, that was awesome. 
Because at, fir- at first, didn't she think it was something else or something? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. That was great. That was fantastic. Yeah. The the uh, Did Matthew know beforehand? No. Okay, because yeah, the way he was the way he was uh, reacting to it, I kind of had like, or was he playing it up for his mom just to add the effect, or did he really not know? No, no, nobody in the room knew. That's awesome. Yeah, your dad. The end of that video, and your dad's like, "Hey, who's your who's your pediatrician?" <laughs> and your mom was like, "That's optometrist, you moron." <laughs> Obstetrician. Obstetrician. My bad. Ob. ob- yeah, I don't know what I was talking. That's like I, I think I just said the eye doctor, yeah, optometrist. Did. Good lord, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Here's Had a, a few too many at this point. I mean, yeah, come on, uh, can't blame us here. What of it? <laughs> All right, uh, follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. You can uh, check us out on our website lotlpodcast.com. We will be back with another edition of Living Off the Land on. Well, you'll hear it on Wednesday, but we'll be recording it on Tuesday night. So. For uh, Ryan, Steve, I'm Dan. Um, Yeah, real tough to say this right now, but everything's still in front of us. So go Browns, beat the Steelers, and uh, you're in. Go Browns. Bye. Wait. Peace.